0: Welcome to the Catfish and Crappie Podcast. My name is Mark. Today's guest, Daryl Morris from Trophy Seekers Outdoors. What's going on, Daryl? How are you doing?
1: Hey, good morning, Lyle. Thanks for Mark.
0: Lyle, yeah. Mark. That's okay. Lyle, I, got, I got mail addressed to Lyle the other day from my good buddy, Jay Fox Fishing. So it said, Lyle Stokes in care of Catfish and Crappie. So I forwarded that on to Lyle, but it, it happens all the time. We're both handsome, young gentlemen, so
1: y'all are twins and i get you mixed up i apologize for that.
0: i don't know about all that lyle not, might not be happy to to hear you say that so i'm honored though Definitely
1: well, honored. thank you for having me on but i did get you guys mixed up i'm like okay this, lyle's got this one and mark's got that one i'm like well let me go look and i had to go <laughs> i get it all mixed up
0: but. hey look there's paula smith how you doing paula and there's paul boyd See, so see, they come in. It's kind of hard not to. Crazy hillbilly in the house. We were just talking about this, El Catfish Grande. Uh, there's Chad. It's been a member for 14 months. Thank you, Chad. How you doing? Um, we were just talking about this before, and uh, I was explaining to Daryl that it's it's kind of hard. It's a, it's a balancing act. Um, when you got all these good people in chat and you got a really great guest on and you have to divide your attention and the show's attention between them, uh, we tr- as creators, we really try to do the best job that we can to do so. So please forgive us if we either miss a question or miss acknowledging your support and stuff in the chat. We definitely really do appreciate you. And the last thing we want to do is forget about any person whatsoever. So that being said, They're welcome out. again
1: are all important and the, and the community is growing so much and so many out there. I mean if you told everybody hello, I mean, you take up half the show and, and even with my with my subscribers, I appreciate so many just like you do and it's just it's a great community and great a bunch of people that's all I can say. it's it's,
0: it's a good burden to have to bear but it's not an easy one. I I'm, I'm going to say that right here now and uh, um I'm not complaining one bit. I feel blessed every day I wake up and I look at my emails and I get emails from from a lot of people that I've looked up to in the past, the people I know I'm going to uh look look forward to seeing content like you Daryl From in the future definitely. I really, you know, you've you've come on how long have you been on um on YouTube catfishing now?
1: Uh about uh a year and 3 months now.
0: Okay, so that that's fair that it it might seem like a long time to you, but that's fairly new in the in the oh, YouTube game, so um I remember when you came on, I'm like,' oh, cool, let's see what we got here, Tennessee river guy and and uh, I'll tell you right now that I've been anything but disappointed with with the kind of fish you've been putting on the boat and stuff, so thank you for doing that.
1: No problem, thank you, yeah, I always worry about just like you hurting somebody's feelings. uh Actually, I was asked uh on another show about the gathering when we had the gathering what was your biggest what was your biggest fear of of the gathering you know was it the worried about the food or whatever i said no my biggest worry was that i would not say hello to somebody and it hurt their feelings because i'm a guy that don't want it'll it'll drive me crazy if i if i miss somebody because i'm just a normal everyday guy and i don't want anybody to ever think i'm high hatting them or think i'm better than them and I try my best, and if I miss somebody, I I, I would apologize. But, but i didn't speak to everybody at the gathering because you know we're all just a bunch of people love catfishing and and enjoy each other's company, and that was my biggest fear.
0: I uh. Wish I could, just like Kevin said. He says I hate that um, that I missed the gathering. I I do too. I was at another one. I was at the Mendota one. They got scheduled for the same weekend, and uh, that just goes to show that you know when when you're in a community that's growing this this size and and you, you've been in it for a while, you make a lot of friends, and it does spread you thin. But it doesn't mean that anybody is any less important than anybody else.
1: Whether you've got two hundred subscribers or twenty thousand, I don't care. Uh, we're all just love fishing and, and enjoy it and uh, i will say that we've already got a date for i'll let everybody know this for uh next year which is for the gathering which is the 14th 15th and 16th and the reason we got this date so quick is because it's hard to get a pavilion over there plus we got the way house this year also the weigh house they actually have a, a place because of the, all the tournaments they have up there where we can have tournaments this year and and have them come, and we're it's got uh bleachers and everything where we can weigh out fish and we're going to have a bank tournament, a kayak tournament, and a boat tournament so
0: that sounds like a lot of fun yeah. uh, and that's in may fourteen yeah, no, uh,
1: no, april April fourteenth fifteenth, and sixteenth we moved it back uh, it's because we were so close to the spawn, I was scared we was going to hit it. I'm like, let's back it up some, and, and where it's not so close. And I think we, we'll, you know, we had some, we had five PBs, and two fish caught over fifty pounds. Uh, Telly caught one; it was in the forties. Uh, Roger caught a forty-something pound flathead, I think. So uh, if we back it, did Melissa
0: get one too? Hoglegs' girlfriend? Yes,
1: yes, sure did. Uh, if we back it up, uh, and I think he even got a PB. And uh, I mean, there were so many PBs; it was it, it was great. But if, I feel like if we back it up to the to April, it won't be quite as hot, and I think we'll even have more PBs caught there. I mean, it's it's just it's a great place to fish, and we're even on Friday night plan on doing a chili cookoff. So
0: I like chili.
1: Yeah, everybody was talking about chili. Uh, well, let me just put it this way: Lee Evans started. He said he thought he could make uh, better chili than what uh, Lord I can't think of the gentleman's name. Made some chili, and I said, well, you know what? We're going to let you prove yourself. You've opened your mouth. I've rented the pavilion for two days now for Friday and Saturday. We're going to do a chili cook-off. So we're going to come in and bring your best chili, and uh, we'll see who's the best.
0: Real quick, I want to thank Haz for becoming a crew member. What's up, Haz? I appreciate your support. It's awesome to have you on board. Also, I want to thank Creole Catfishing for the $4.99 super chat. It says, paying my late for you. Just got home from work. You ain't got to do that, but, but it is appreciated. And uh, back to the chili here real quick, trying to keep on, uh, uh, on, on topic. I make a really good brisket chili, Daryl, and I make brisket chili and bacon tacos with it. Hello. Hey, you might
1: want them come down, and we're gonna. Other, April
0: might. April might work out with me if I. Um, we'll see how March Madness goes next year. This year, it kind of did go into uh, April a little bit because of the weather. Right. But if I can get something scheduled, uh, Tennessee River is on my destinations next year, and I think that might be a good time to 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 execute on that. So.
1: Hey, come down! And I'll take you out, and I'll either let you catch fish or kill you. One—I don't know which. It's according to if we hit a barge or leave the plug out of the boat or drill holes in the bottom. You never know with me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll try hey we got tony cole what's going on tony says hey mark i'm new to the channel and new to the four stroke world i watched your video on changing the oil uh for mercury and it was very helpful well you're you're very welcome um that was a fun video to do i got to kill two birds with one stone with that video i got to maintain my motor and get some content out of it yeah
1: those aren't it's really not bad to do on a four stroke i was like man i don't know how to do this i have Mercury too, I actually went on YouTube and watched
0: how to do it. So see there. <laughs> uh, that, what you know, what you whatever you need, it's probably out there on YouTube. So okay. if you're looking for stuff, um, it, it, it's out there. So check it out. And if you're looking to do stuff, put it out there. It can't hurt your channel as long as it's fishing related. So all right. right so um, back back to the gathering. Um, how many people are you guys? I saw some pictures. It looked like you had a pretty good crowd. So can you take no, a guess? Have-
1: Somewhere between, some said 55, some said uh, like 60, so I just said around 55. So what we had, and that, I thought that was a great turnout, for, especially for our first year. We had so much fun. I mean, oh, the, the uh, Demon Dragon casting contest was, I mean, it, it was the bomb. It went over. I don't even know if anybody watched any of the lives, but it, it was hilarious. Uh, people trying to throw a, a Demon Dragon in a bucket. It was like 30 feet away. And you had thought it was going to be easy, but we threw a little spin on it. We used a uh, we used a ice fishing rod and put a Zebco thirty three. <laughs> <in>. So <laughs> throwing with a three foot rod, you know, with a Zebco thirty three reel, and you're trying to put it in a bucket about thirty thirty five feet away. We like to never gave away all those demon dragons.
0: You, you know it's no secret I, I love my whisker stick rod i i use it quite a bit but you know when you got when uh you, when you're casting with an abu 6500 and you got three ounces of lead on there and a 65 pound braid it's not the easiest thing in the world to cast i can only imagine trying to get that into a bucket
1: yeah it was fun it was fun i mean we like I say we did that uh we had a cornhole we played it This year, actually, and actually we've got most of our sponsors already come back and said, hey, we want to be on this next year. Uh, We're going to have the long-distance casting. We're going to have a long-distance casting contest. Don't expect you're going to come out there with your fancy pole and win this. Because
0: (laughs) Come on. I got the perfect setup. I could take that one for the win right there. That's why
1: we're not going to do it. You know, there's so many guys who can buy these expensive poles and high-end reels that'll cast 300 miles. Come on down, use the trophy secret.
0: Okay. My, 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 mine wasn't that expensive, but I got her set up just right, and I do, I do pretty good with that. Now, as Probably. far as the cornhole, I'm not, I'm not touching that with nothing because I'm like the world's worst cornhole player. I can't do that for the life of me. I don't know what it is.
1: But we've got several different games. I mean, the games was the hit. I mean, we had so much, but people laugh, having fun with the game. We're going to do barbecue again. Uh, so everybody liked the barbecue. Uh,
0: so, yeah, let's talk about the barbecue a little bit because I'm I'm kind of a barbecue aficionado. At least I consider myself that. I got a couple of local tournament wins under my belt so i got a little bit of experience in in that i'm not trying to brag it just is what it is um nothing like major no trophies but but a lot of gift cards so that was good i think i got like a i got like a seven pound wagyu rib roast standing not standing but a a rib roast in my freezer waiting for the next couple weekends to cook but we do pretty good so did you guys have that catered in or did somebody cook while you guys were there
1: no, I mean, I, I just have to tell you, you you might be a pretty good barbecue, but you're not Daryl Morris. I did the barbecue. Oh, here we go.
0: <laughs> here comes the wrestling. We'll talk about that too. But here we go. Uh, I'm I'm willing to go down with it. I I can do I do pretty
1: you know. barbecue, and uh, I've made my own sauce. I make my own sauce. Uh, it's actually a, a recipe that my family did for years. My grandmother made it, and then my mother. Uh, Carried on making it and then now, and I make it now. Nobody else in the family has ever really taken it over, but I took it from my mother and I make it. And, uh, see, so it was a pretty good hit. Everybody was wanting to know. It. I said, No, nah, I got to keep my recipe.
0: <laughs> so, what kind of barbecue sauce is it? Are we looking at a vinegar based one? Are we looking at a yellow? Uh,
1: it's a ketchup, it's a ketchup with sour sauce with uh, brown sugar and butter type
0: recipe. Yeah. So it's like a Kansas City type recipe, right? <laughs>
1: that's a sweet and tangy
0: recipe is what it is. So. my my wife loves that. Me, I, I like mine a little bit on the spicy side. Yeah. I like a little bit of that pepper bite, maybe even a little bit of uh just a tad bit of that that habanero bite, without it being you know, too overpowering, you right. can kind of set that off a little bit with whether it's a little uh, mango or honey or even some peach. That's kind That's of good. I
1: put, yeah. I put heat in mine. Mine has hot sauce in it too. So yeah, like, you
0: you you got to have that that level. Can. You bubble. can't
1: yeah. sauce it, that that stuff, man. And like I say I don't put enough in there to burn anybody up, but you know it's 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 you can taste the the you know.
0: You you gotta you gotta know it's in there. It's gotta wake up those taste buds on the back of your tongue and it
1: enhances it, you know.
0: It definitely does.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, that's
0: my other passion is barbecue.
1: You gotta mix that barbecue sauce with that little bit of bite of pepper. With that smoke, and I mean, you get if you get the right thing, it's good. It works
0: out. So you know, when when you show somebody a picture of a big catfish, it usually makes them smile or go whoa or whatever. Only thing that takes probably second place to that is when they take a bite of that barbecue and it blows them away.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's a
0: good feeling to have. So yeah, that's that's where that's where it comes from for me. So yeah,
1: and I hand pull all of mine. I I I don't like to have. If I go to a barbecue place and I get some gristle in in that, and I bite in it, I don't like it. I make sure I get any of that excess gristle. I mean, I I I hand go through it. I can feel it. I don't just take some claws and pull it apart. Yeah, you you feel what's in there and get it anything that's foreign out of there. So.
0: You, you got to trim it right. I mean, even even a brisket. I've learned that if you can get that thing trimmed right, you get the 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 bad fat and the sinew and and, and the silver skin off of there before, and you you get that aerodynamic uh, uh, shape on it. So it, it takes the smoke a lot better. It makes it to me, it makes a world of difference in the finished product. So definitely pork. So yeah, pork too. Uh, if I'm doing a pork butt or something like that, yeah. um, I, I'll definitely you know. Trim it down just just enough to to leave the good stuff on there. Um, you can offset. Well, here we go. We're this is not the barbecue show. This is a fishing show, but we could do that on my other channel. I do have a barbecue <laughs> channel that I haven't taken off the ground yet, but we're, we're gonna get there.
1: They're yawning. Let's give them some catfish dog.
0: Mm, we got. Look at this. Uncle Jeep is talking about brown brown sugar bourbon bacon. There you go. I've had that before. That's good anyways so all right so you did the barbecue and it was a hit from what i understand everybody was real happy with the food so
1: yeah and miss amy from three plus one she didn't even tell me she came came in with some customized man desserts and oh. I i've been really- wanting
0: to try her desserts for the longest time i keep seeing her pictures on facebook
1: and she snuck me in a strawberry cake chocolate oh, strawberry cake she says you can either put this out and it was a small cake. Are you? Or I made this for you. I
0: said, "Honey,
1: it's going to the truck." <laughs> so you guys didn't get none of that cake, but that was the bomb. Uh,
0: you know, I'm. i It's just me and my wife here, and I'm a big like strawberry and blueberry fan when it comes to pastries. And she, if it's not chocolate, she won't touch it. So I go without a lot. So right there, you just made me very envious of what you had in your hands, there.
1: Yeah, choc- chocolate covered strawberries on the top of it. So- <laughs> And with chocolate icing over the strawberry cake.
0: Oh, so. be That's still, cool. be Everybody, still, my diabetic it. heart. <laughs> Holy smokes! Oh, uh, good stuff. All right, back to catfishing. So, how did you guys uh, um do the 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 fishing for the the weekend? Um, was it organized or was it just Absolutely. go fish?
1: Absolutely not. And I didn't want to make it organized. What I did was said, okay. Here's what we're gonna. To, I told everybody knew it. We're gonna come up here. Everybody get your campsites. We're gonna do the meet and greet from twelve o'clock to four. But other than that, everybody get together and talk back and forth, and let's let's go fishing and have a good time. And that's what we did. And There was a lot of guys that came up there, hog legging them, and they were Viking uh, all. They were they banked fish from one area, and on Saturday after. After the meet-greet, I just went down there and hung with them. I didn't even take the boat out or anything like that. Uh, Now, I did take Roger out and Lee and them, and anybody that, you know, wanted to go out, I took them out uh, that, you know, that I knew wanted to go out or whatever. It rained some that kind of knocked a little dent in it. But, you know, I went and and stayed with them and just had a great time. But everybody just sort of did their thing. I didn't want to – sometimes when you get something so organized, It takes the fun out of it. And that's what I said. I said, I don't want to get it so organized that people don't feel free to go enjoy and fish the way they want to fish. So that's that's what I did.
0: Yeah, that that kind of tends itself to what we were talking about, how you can't make everybody happy all the time. You can try, and we definitely do. But, you know, people can make themselves happy a lot easier than we can make them happy. And when you (laughs) give them those options and you give them the the stuff, it's usually a hit. So
1: Yeah. And what we're going to do with this tournament deal, we're going to do it. Uh, on Saturday, and what we're going to do is just do a $15 if you fish from the bank, 10 goes to the winner, and maybe a couple of stops, you know, places that mm-hmm. you know, five go to the big fish, kayak, kayak the same thing, $15, because usually that's a single person. And then boats, we're going to just do $25, $5 goes big fish. I don't care if you got one or 15 people in that boat, you know, you, uh, we're going to probably do like the uh, wave uh, three fish type deal, you know. So, mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do. I had not got it totally all wrote up, but that's what we're going to do. And then uh, what we'll do with the kayak and the bank fishermen is just t- they have to have a ruler or a board, and we'll give them a number, and they'll send that to – I'm not going to fish, of course. And they'll send that fish to me, and we'll keep a score like that. And then we'll – whenever the end of the bass fish – or the bass, the boat fishermen come in, We'll weigh them out and announce them and announce the the bank fishermen and the kayak fishermen all at the same time because we'll have their tallies in. Everything's going to start at the same time and end at the same time. And cool. then can come sit at the bleachers and see how everything goes and then watch the weigh in of the fish that come from the boat. I thought that'd be a cool way to do it.
0: I, th- I think it's a great way of doing it. I think it, it'd work out good because yeah, I know a lot of old timers are really into the, uh, including myself. I, I, I need a weight. Someone tells me they got a 42 inch blue cat. I have no idea what size that fish is. Right. To be but they tell me they got a 42 a, a pound flat or a 42 pound flathead. I know what size fish that yeah. is. But, but I can understand the kayak guys. They they got no live wells. They got no way to keep, keep that, track of that stuff. So.
1: Know, the bank guy didn't have a way to keep it. So I want to yep. do where they just, Take a picture of the board with it on there and then take and, you know, send that in. But the boat guys, they got to bring in their fish. They have to be live and we're going to do a live away right there. So, Very I think, cool. you know, and I, I don't ever want to leave anybody out. So I thought, well, we'll do kayak, we'll do bank fishing, and we'll do boat and just do it that way. Do three at one shot. And then we'll do the meet and greet up at the pavilion after the after the tournament's over. So,
0: very cool. Sounds like a good weekend. It's going to be at that same campground you're at.
1: Yes, sir. It's back at the same campground. We're going to have the same pavilion. Uh, the only difference is we've got—I've got the White House uh, rented. Also, we yeah. special people that came out there, and every one of them, most all of them, and I told them, no, don't feel like you have to give a donation, but if you can, we had a donation uh, jar up there, and at the end of the day, I had enough to go rent everything for next year. So.
0: We got mad over at Wanted to Be Outdoors is offering a help. He says, Daryl, um, how can someone help with expenses such as food and supplies? I imagine you'll have more details come next year, right, Yes, Dar-
1: yes sir. We'll have something up. I mean, basically, we do a PayPal that they can send to. Hit me up on tra- Trophy Seekers Outdoors Facebook page, and I can tell you how to do the PayPal to us. So, And we appreciate anybody that's helping, anybody that wants to sponsor. I mean, they can sponsor one of our games, even like uh, Demon Dragons did, the casting thing. So...
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool. I did. That's the one thing I didn't know that you guys had the casting thing. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, it was, Here you go. How about casting demon dragons into a bags or into a cornhole board? There you go. <laughs> oh, cornhole with that? No,
1: yeah. yeah. not with no ice. Not with an ice <laughs> rod and a Zimco thirty-three.
0: You can tie the bean bag to the end of that line. There's an idea. I'm patent pending that fishing cornhole.
1: You know, the one thing that was funny was you could you wouldn't believe uh, how many times that demon dragon hit because we did it in the pavilion and it hit the concrete and it's it survived i mean we had to retie it on like five times because it would hit and it would break the little five pound uh strand line on there it, uh-huh. it would break it we'd have to retie it but the demon dragon actually held it up to the end and i i would have never believed it i was like man that thing was tough not that you're ever gonna put it through that out in the water but it took a licking, and it was like Timex. It came back a ticking.
0: <laughs> so how did how did you do fishing during the meet and greet? Did you get out, or were you too busy?
1: I, yeah, I did. I took people out. Like I took uh, Thursday. Roger actually stayed with me and took him uh, out Thursday, and we pre-fished for about an hour and a half before he was going to fish Jody's Flathead Challenge tournament, and we caught uh, three fish. One was can't remember I, I think it was like a 40 something 44 pound flathead That's uh, a big fish. and then uh, a couple of big blues and then when we got in the tournament man we just burned it up to start off with he caught probably eight or ten fish but some guys on uh on was it the james river i think the end the last like 45 minutes we were ahead by like 90 something pounds and they come back at the end and caught uh it was four – I think it was three 44 44-pound, 40-something-pound blues and then a 20 some pound and passes just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Beat us like a dog. That's right
0: yeah, right what right happened. It's always hard – Breaking moments in catfish, there's been some on my tournaments and stuff. There's yeah. still a beef between Brian B. and Creel, not really a beef, but a rivalry with that last 1v1 where they went up against each other and then they denied the rematch in the last one. So that saga keeps going and going, which is good for the channel. But I kind of feel bad for him. It does give him something to talk about,
1: though. So. Hey, competition is fun. we all got, we're all, co- uh, you know, competitive like that. But as long as you still have fun, and we had a ball, like so I said, did that, and then uh i took lee uh and his wife amy out and on friday and uh i actually hooks and hammocks followed me in their boat and i took them down to tennessee river and we fished down there got a little bit of rain had to bring that back in i can't remember who i took out friday morning i don't remember i'm sorry i have a horrible memory but we had a great time and then saturday uh, I didn't go out because we had the meet and greet starting at 12, but I had to get everything done for that Me and Woody and Russ, and Bob helped. There was several people helped, helped with that. And so then Saturday evening, I just decided I wanted to go hang out with the guys that wasn't up there with boats. And we had a chili and just a great time. Lee Evans was there and Hogleg, and
0: all those guys were there. Wait, did you just say Lee Evans and chili in the same sentence? That doesn't I, seem like it would be. Very interesting of a combination. Well, it would be an interesting combination, that's for sure.
1: Hey, I made sure when it started raining, not getting the same tent he was.
0: Okay, correct. <laughs> Frank over at Twisted Fishing TV says you're talking to cat anglers. These folks ain't flipping nothing into, a, not, ain't flipping nothing into anything smaller than a twenty foot radius. Must be confused <laughs> with MLF. You know, that thought did cross my mind.
1: Well, what, what got me thinking about doing the long cast was uh big Mike goes huh? i'm not doing that if it was a long cast i'd get in it and i thought
0: next year
1: (laughs) he just gave me the great idea
0: (laughs) there you go you get you get like the softest rod you can get like an ultralight or something with a one ounce weight on it and it'll go far but it ain't gonna be easy danny stone wants to know what the name of the campground is so he can book an rv site now
1: yeah it's chester frost chester frost and uh i say i'll be there probably i'm booked for wednesday thursday friday saturday and sunday so if somebody comes in early and wants to fish hit me up we'll go out and uh but yes chester frost there you go travis Put up in hickson tennessee and guys the reason we did this so early where people could get campsites because that campsite is one of the premier campsites that people get uh in tennessee i mean i had a problem I've already booked my campsite and I had to just keep moving around till I could find one that gave me the days I needed because so many of them are already booked up. People booked this campsite up two years ahead of time, you know.
0: I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Now, are there motels nearby?
1: Oh, yes, sir. We're, we're within eight miles of Chattanooga, Tennessee, but there's hotels all around there. Yeah. Perfect. Lent,
0: that's,
1: I know some that's, people that's, even did some Airbnbs around there. So.
0: That's my idea of camping right there is a Motel Eight. Yeah, I have a I have a
1: camper with two slide outs. My so that. I
0: got thing. a camper too, but it, this thing's it's it's thirty four feet long and thirteen foot tall. I ain't hauling it all the way down there for a weekend. <laughs> oh no, no I'm me. I'm too old for that, and it isn't a fifth wheel either. <laughs> it's a tow behind, Daryl, So it's a pain. Uh, we uh, keep it, we yeah, keep it parked. That's pretty much where it stays. That's what
1: mine's pulled cool behind. I had a fifth wheel. I really never did like my fifth wheel. It was. It made it made a man my age nervous, and a man my age ought not be nervous all the time.
0: <laughs> I think I'm just starting to get blood back into my fingers from white knuckling that steering wheel every time we took that thing out.
1: Oh, I, my, you know, I had to be the big guy. I was 42 foot long. You know, <laughs> you go across the bridge, and that thing go, whoo, 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 whoo. <laughs> and I just about pee a little bit every time. I think I just pour the whole back of the camper <laughs> off him.
0: I, I fully I fully understand, and you can't haul a boat behind it either. I've seen some guys in some states; they do the, the 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 truck, the camper, and the boat behind that. But I'm not I'm not I'm not that guy. Not this young man. No, no, no. I'm not that guy.
1: If I wanted a train, I'd go get on one. You know.
0: but that would be nice i see somebody's new campers out here like the ipods and stuff with just a little bed a little head and a little kitchenette area in there that's all i'd need but i can't talk the wife into something like that for the life of me she's got to have you know a a vanity in there and and a four burner snow not a two and a sink i'm like no no well it has got a little stove
1: or a little kitchenette on the outside that we like that that's where I
0: that, That's really nice too with the tv on the outside too i've yeah. seen some of them i've seen yeah, some i don't of them
1: have the tv because i'm not using it around enough to watch it now.
0: yeah i'm usually out doing something back okay. when we were using it a lot we were out we were out uh side by side and quad riding a lot up in southwest wisconsin that was a good time but anyways we did some good fishing there i did a lot of stream fishing for a lot of channel cats and and trout and stuff while we're out there uh on the pecatonica river that was a good time um it's just another chapter in my life that i really look back on very fondly and every time i hear someone talk about an rv or these get-togethers or something i really you know want to try and start making them so
1: Uh, It's a lot of fun. Like I say, they've got the Airbnbs, they've got, you know, the campgrounds, they've got uh, hotels, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's like I say, it's right there at Chattanooga. So they've got a lot of stuff.
0: Hey, Danny Danny Stone says, try pulling one to Florida uh, by way of Birmingham, Alabama. That'll pucker your butt.
1: (laughs) Oh, I I, I guarantee you it will. You go out, it's I 20R uh i-85 man those going through alabama both of those roads are tough i I pulled mine all the way out to uh i drove well i had to drive them at that time i drove all the way out to the grand canyon but i pulled uh, a bumper pull all the way out in texas and everywhere else but yeah they will pucker you
0: (laughs) yeah you know I say I don't like to camp, but I could see myself camping in one of those fancy uh, camper vans that everybody's been converting these days. They don't look too bad. Like I said, I just need a place to sleep uh, and keep nice and cool when it's real hot out at night and um, pull pull my boat behind one of them. I'd be a happy guy. It's talking my hey. wife into it. So
1: just got to stay cool because fat boys don't like heat. <laughs>
0: so. no. No, 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 no. I'm getting a little better the older I am, to be honest, which I'm starting to get cold in my old age. So maybe I can do a little better. We're going to test it out. We're going to Alabama this year. We'll see how I can hold up to the heat down there, but it should be a good time. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, I can't say enough things about my Bimini top. As soon as you said that, I got to think I'm going fishing here in the next couple of days. So, hey, I wanted to give everybody a heads up. I was going to go fishing live tonight, um, and uh, Daryl uh, was kind enough to uh, um, uh, come on the show on short notice. Uh, so I I want to say thank you definitely to Daryl. Um, I'm waiting on parts for my boat from Amazon. They they didn't make it here on time, even though we're supposed to be here yesterday. So uh, um, make sure you check out Daryl's channel if you haven't. I I see a lot of the uh, community names in here, but if you you haven't gone there and check out his stuff, please do so. His links in the description. If you're listening on a podcast, I guarantee that you won't be disappointed. Daryl put some good fish on uh, on his boat, definitely uh, Tennessee River. It's one of the catfish and meccas and in, in the in the country. Amongst, uh, among, amongst many others, but it's one of the ones I'm I'm pretty fond of. So check it out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, that yeah. being said, I also let me plug a couple of things here real quick before I lose everybody. We got Dee over at uh, uh Fields to Water. She's having her catfish rumble this Saturday, June 4th. Uh, I believe it starts at 7 a.m. M Saturday morning, check it out. That's going to be all the ladies of catfishing going up against one another. It's going to be a fun event. I'll be there definitely in in the chat and uh, check it out. Also, the ank. now I got to read this one off the off of my notes here. It's a long one. <laughs> James and Lizabella uh, over at the Angler Holics Fishing and Outdoors Adventures. I always get that wrong that for some reason. It's a tongue tie for me they're having their tournament i believe it's friday night and saturday night check out their youtube channel uh for details i believe they have something out there um if you want to post your links to that james i see you just posted a link to your channel daryl thank you for doing that james uh uh, people can go check it out um i might message you after this is over find out what the rules are maybe i can take part in some of that we'll see what my schedule looks like i gotta touch bases with them so i wanted to make sure to give those two good channels definitely a shout out and uh make sure i direct everybody over to your uh channel daryl so thank you for letting me do that
1: hey i appreciate it i appreciate it Uh, you're gonna see a lot of different stuff on our channel we're we we have some serious fishing where we're going after some trophy catfish, but we also have some funny stuff where uh, chunky chickens come out and you guys ever want to watch something crazy, watch old chunky chicken come on the boat with us. We've hit barge. We've nearly sunk the boat. I want to tell you something. That's why I, don't, I have a lot of people that go fish with me, and I, I don't know why. They're just looking for death, I guess, because <laughs> you're taking a chance when you get on the boat with me. We. <laughs> I mean,
0: if it can be done, I've done it. And I ain't going to lie about it. I'm not going to lie either. I've been known to hit a dock every now and then. I'll, I'll be dragging baits too close to docks or, or late at night, I'm, I'm driving, uh, looking at my electronics and I'll run into a seawall. I've done that. I remember my buddy Damien looking over at me and saying, now the boat's river certified. It was the first time we were out in the boat too. Right into a seawall smack flat on. It was ridiculous. So, uh,
1: well the uh, Tennessee River owes me one and a half uh GoPros I got one back but it pretty much ruined it there's one down in there when I first started I hooked that rascal I had it on a pole and uh it was just a clamp on and I hooked that thing with my uh line and pew, I think it went in than the hook did
0: <laughs> i've done that too i got mine mounted pretty high up in my boat and i've hooked it definitely with an eight odd circle hook they don't let loose pretty good when you get it hooked up around one of them cords I, I'm well, happy. I mean,
1: gopros are in the tennessee river that's
0: <laughs> i'm lucky i got mine mounted pretty pretty firmly to that pole so the worst i do is i'll hook onto one of them usb cords and then i got no power for the rest of the day because <laughs> i'll end up ripping the cords out and throwing them in the water on accident i've
1: actually gotten pretty decent at realizing where they're at but if there's somebody new comes on boat i'd say hey watch the camera over there but yeah i have done it and uh i had to had one on a tripod i learned real quick don't put a tripod on like you just ask him for
0: trouble i actually we'll talk a little bit i got an idea on how to solve that for you that i use every now and then so we'll talk after the fact well I Your trade secrets of mine
1: yeah i actually now have i took it i took tripod apart and bolted it to my console yeah, I can raise it up and down like
0: that. <laughs> that work? I got I got a monopod. I tried doing that for a while too. It didn't work so great, but it 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 I use I use it for other things. So that that's behind the scenes stuff. So oh, I also want to mention that uh, Susquehanna Stan and Pork Chop are going to be facing off head to head on Hogleg's channel, uh, June first. I forget what time. I think around five o'clock. Check Hogleg's channel out. Congrats to Hogleg on winning his. Or getting over 500 subs. He's got his community tab. He was talking about that last night. He was really proud of himself. So mega kudos to uh, Hogleg on that. So good deal. a lot of work to get all
1: the subscribers and stuff. And anybody can get to 500. That's, That's an awesome milestone to get to.
0: Well, Hogleg does, like, five nights a week all night long. He is a late-night hangout. If you can't sleep, uh, you want to go over to Hogleg Catfishing's channel and, and, and go in there. You got, you know, pretty good laid-back chat. They kind of, you know, keep everybody in line there. Nobody gets out of hand. The trolls are are, are never in there, so it, it, it's good to hang out there when you can't sleep, which I would know nothing about. Those guys, I
1: love them. They're just, they're just down-to-earth folks. and. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Kenny Paul's in there all the time, Kenneth Paul. I saw yeah. pictures of him from the meet and greet with, what was it? it was Kenneth Paul. It was uh, Hogleg and Chris. They got pictures in front of Chris's book. That was a cool picture. They said they're all happy to hang out and talk to one another. So Yeah,
1: Kenneth. Well, actually, daughter got her PB also down.
0: Oh awesome good for her. I think she was on uh when uh, Kenneth was on uh, uh Doc I think I saw her in the background there for a minute. I was kind of multitasking, forgive me. But I believe I did see her on there so.
1: Yeah, we had such, we had a good time. We had a ball down there on the uh bank uh, just having a good time with each other and it was fun. We had a great
0: all right so l- let's talk about catfishing we were going to talk a little bit about the spawn yeah. and when you when you wanted to talk about the spawn you're you you're mainly all right you live in north georgia you were telling me correct yes sir uh-huh. and you make that long trek over to the tennessee river in the chattanooga area i'm assuming
1: Yep, yeah that's where i go that's the quickest point to get to chattanooga for me so that's where i started fishing it was right there at the at the dam at chattanooga
0: now, what's the name of that dam? Is that the Chickamauga?
1: Dam, uh-huh. I uh-huh. I fish two. below it uh, on the, it's on the, uh, oh Lord. Now I can't even think of the name of the lake that's below it. Uh, anyway, it's, it's below Chickamauga. And I usually fish below the dam there and down through there for about probably 15 miles down the, down the river, down through there is, it's my main stomping grounds. 15 to 20 miles, and everybody's like, I can't believe you drive that far down the river, but hey, I get away from the fishing pressure. I know I'm not the greatest fisherman in the world. I just take opportunity where nobody else is at.
0: (laughs) I'm the same way here. I'm fortunate enough to be working for myself, at least still for now, and uh, I'll I'll work all night, three nights in a row, just so I can have uh, a work day all to myself on the river, just to, to kind of avoid the people, so I definitely understand. How long is the drive for you to get on the river?
1: Uh, and it's, I think somebody put Nickajack Creek. Yeah, that's it. That's our Nickajack Lake. That's part of fish. Uh, it takes me about an hour and about an hour and 40 minutes. Most of the time to drive there uh, and people will just shake their head. But guys, if you ever get on that river and you start catching those fish and, and I think a lot of it's not even as much the, the monsters, but the fight you get caused out of that current, that's what just, that's just awesome. I mean, you catch a 20-pound uh, blue in that river, in that current, it's like catching a 50-pound on a lake that doesn't have current. I mean, it's just they can fight so much in that current. Crazy.
0: How, how deep is that section of river?
1: Uh, Well, where I fish, it, it, it's funny. Where I fish, it can be anywhere. I mean, You can be fishing 12-foot deep, and you can go fish uh, spots down in a gorge uh, that's over 100-foot deep.
0: Wow. So you could technically do one of them that Kevin Palme- Palmetto Cats, Kevin, made famous. One of them 100-foot, 70-foot hole videos, right? 100-foot hole, yeah. Well, Everybody's doing them. Kudos to Kevin for starting that trend. I got a
1: little bar out of kayak catfish, coming, he He's coming down there and fishing my 100-foot holes, and I'm going to have to run him off from down there. He's going to make that place famous. I won't be able to fish it anymore because keeps <laughs> getting down there. But,
0: Brian B. Can't Fish, it says, uh, not driving now. He was listening while he was driving. So I can say, Daryl can't fish worth a lick. Oh, my goodness. The smack talking happening head. That.
1: You don't have to fish good if you got a lot of rods put in the water. I mean, you know, it's just like.
0: <laughs> you know what? I, I happen to agree with you, Daryl.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like having a gill net. You just drag down. A no, the-
0: trot, trot line.
1: Yeah. You just drag down there and get them. <laughs> uh, no, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of people who think you can come to that Tennessee River and just throw in and start catching them, and it's just not that way. I mean, it's a great fishery, but I've seen a lot of people come down there and get heartbroken because uh, you have to learn the river. I mean, it's just like your local lakes. You've got to learn, and a lot of it is instinct of looking for the right things, uh, you know, the right type of structure, the right time of year. Like the spawn right now, I mean, it, it's hard to find them. Uh, I went Saturday and only caught three fish. And you say, "Well, that's a great day." Well, I was there fourteen hours, you know, fourteen hours and caught three fish. That's that's a tough day on that river.
0: That that's a rough day anywhere. I'm I'm one of them guys too. That if I'm gonna if I'm gonna spend the time to get everything ready, get the boat hooked up, get the yeah. boat launched, pay my launching fees, get on the water. It's it's you know I always say fishing is work and work includes overtime. So I'll be out there for eight plus hours at least. If yeah. I can't plan for that, it's kind of hard for me to even yeah. want to get out uh, outside of the bank. So
1: yeah, I pack I pack my food to stay you know all day long when I go. It's it's a long drive. I can only afford to really go up there once a week and lately i only go up there about once every two weeks you know and i'm putting out two videos a week and i'm not going to put out a video and i'm not trying to slap nobody in the face and i apologize i do but i hate to put out a video unless it has at least three fish on it you know uh it's just you know people start not wanting to look at a video that you make a video 15 minutes long and you put one fish in there and you just talk the whole time people want to see you catch fish
0: well you know i'm i'm I'm, and and I don't mean to contradict what you're saying I love seeing fish in videos definitely but you know everybody finds their own audience I'm trying really hard to uh, uh understand that uh having my own audience these days try to tailor it to what what they want to see uh whether it's you know great guests like yourself you know or live fishing or or videos or reviews or like a, a instructional video stuff like that um I think there's a. I definitely think there's a place for every everybody but don't let anybody dictate to you how you do your own channel. Right. Because yeah. you want that to be an extension of you. And if you're one of the people that wants to see or wants to put fish out there to represent yourself, I don't blame you one bit at all.
1: Yeah, and I don't mind doing that every once in a while, but I mean, I, I, I see guys that'll put out a production video, like eight, six or eight of them, and there are no fish on there. And it's like, golly, bum, I can't.
0: You got to remember too, you're on the Tennessee River, Daryl. Yeah. You're 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 not like on the Illinois River here, where it's, you're catching drum all day long. So, that, oh, that, that, that,
1: that, I do. just catch something, show me something. <laughs> but that's fine. Hey, I catch all kind of junk. I ain't gonna lie. But like, anyway, uh, like, and I, and I know I could have caught more because in the spawn, there's certain certain sections that when it's on. I mean, mostly, basically, I know. My best bet when the spawn's going on in the Tennessee River because it's like, and I know people say, well, they just don't all spawn at one time. But I'm gonna tell you, it's a huge amount of them that will spawn at the same time. But I know how I can go down the river and to a couple spots, and I can catch what I call juvenile. That's basically really not spawning. It's that, you know, eight to fourteen pound fish and it's like they will school up too and i don't know if anybody's seen it this way or not but i've done it over and over when, uh for the last two years but i didn't go saturday because i was doing lives both the whole time i was there but if, if i would wanted to go catch a bunch of them i could have went on down the river to some spots that i know where they will it's like when the spawn's on these juveniles will just gang up together and i can catch a bunch that way but uh like I say, I I can't go down there when I'm doing live because I don't have any signal down there. So yeah,
0: I'm I'm a firm believer that juvenile catfish definitely they they don't they're not they don't compete with the well it is a lot of competition for food, but right. they're not in danger as much of each other, right. and the numbers kind of outnumber the big ones. So the big one will come in there, pick two or three out, and and yeah. they're pretty much you, you know, know done when, at least for a little while. So
1: you know, and and and, and they're they're spawning. I feel like those bigger, those smaller ones come into these better bait holes. I don't know if that makes any sense. That
0: makes all the sense in the world. They're definitely what flatheads it does for me.
1: Yeah. The the big blues aren't our big flatheads. If they're sparring, they're not occupying as much. So those smaller ones feel more safe to come into those holes that have the, the, this, the better holes that has the structure yep. or whatever. I know that from experience. And, That's the thing of it is, and I will say this, I've learned so much in the first year. And then this second half of the year, I've learned the little things to look for that helps me out even more. I mean, the first year I was just running, gunning and just hunting. But now I've sort of learned the seasons a little bit. I say, I'm just young at this. I didn't have a father that I grew up with that catfished all the time or anything. I learned how to catfish on YouTube, how to hunt, how to fish the Tennessee River on YouTube and you know, watching uh Chat Cats and Joe with Kyot Cat mm-hmm. that other guy we're not talking about. Uh, and they were fishing the Tennessee River. And so I would I went and took their techniques and started doing it. And Joe with Chat Cats fishes the same whole area I do, but I fish totally well, a good bit different from him. He cause he's a guide and he'll he fishes just different. Just because he has to catch for those clients, where I'm fishing some different stuff that I'm I'm just chasing most of the time the bigger fish, and so we fish a lot different. But you, lo- it, it's been a learning experience, and you know, I tell people the only way you're going to learn to catch fish consistency is go 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 and go again. That's 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 if you want to know what the to me the one thing. Uh, that I can give you advice on fishing is don't go every three months because don't if you expect to go somewhere where you're seeing a guy catch a bunch of big catfish and you only go there go fishing three times a year don't expect to do it
0: that's asking for a skunk I have yep. no problem in somebody uh, um, hiring a guide when they do that let's say they're traveling to the Tennessee River down there if you don't know anybody that that knows the waters um, and and I hate using this word put you on the fish. Cause I don't think that is, um, can take, I, I like to think of it, take you for the experience, you yeah. know, so you can experience that's a little better way of putting it. Um, you know, you can hope in one hand and, and in the other and put your hands together and see what you get. Um, yeah. that's, that's probably one of the biggest reasons why I don't travel. I know my local waters a lot, or I don't travel as much as I'd like. And I, I'm, I'm busy trying to learn anything and everything about, my river you know my lakes stuff like that but that doesn't mean that i'm, I'm, I'm as i'm getting older i want to experience some other things and danny stone says daryl you don't have to catch fish i would love to watch videos of you not catching anything
1: you hear me crying and grumping you don't want to watch that <laughs> I a big old baby Yeah, you know, woody has to go over and hug me i'll go it's okay daryl you'll be okay You're okay i'm childish man no not really <laughs> We're generally doing some stupid stuff when we're not catching fish that y'all never see unless we're live. That's funny. People I hate doing lives because I move so much and, and I think, golly, people get sick and tired of the moving. But what but what you guys see us doing live, the crazy stuff and jump we do when we do live, that <laughs> we we do a lot that that you don't see on production videos. And if we do screw up stuff, you're going to see them on the production video also. It's
0: part of the fun. It's part of the realism, the whole thing. It is what it is. You know, I'm not so worried about impressing somebody that I can't, you know, do s- silly mistakes and, and, and sweat it. I I get past it pretty easy. So
1: I, I'm the first guy that's going to laugh at myself and, and will laugh at myself and love to make people laugh. If I do something stupid and it makes somebody laugh, it makes me feel good. I enjoy it
0: so so we'll go back to the to a little bit of the spawn talk here um yes. and and you'd mentioned that you know you'll get you'll get a lot of smaller fish during the spawn and stuff and i've definitely found that to be true the only time i ever catch any uh, small flatheads when i'm targeting flatheads is when the spawn starts yeah uh, that, that's the few times i'm talking when i say small ones i'm talking between you know un- 10 pounds and under i seldom seldom catch them that size uh, the rest of the year, whether it's pre or post spawn. But when yeah. they're in spawn and the big ones just don't come out to play, which would be 10 pounds and above, right. usually up in the upper teens and 20s is, is the average. Yeah. Um, that's the only time I get them. And that definitely could be, and that's just me guessing. I'm no marine biologist or. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And, and what I do is, if somebody asked me today, he said, uh, Do you fish with smaller baits during the spawn? I. I when especially when it spawns on, I fish with all different sizes. I may fish with a big bluegill head and a small midsection, or and a, and then even something even smaller. I fish with different types. Like I may skip, and I'm a bluegill guy. and if, if the blue but bluegill, bluegill, but I'll fish with even skipjack during the spawn, especially trying to get a different size of that i fish with different baits just trying to figure out what they'll have and different sizes i always tell people and then the guys that fish me woody and russ and everybody i let i try to let the fish tell me what they want you know
0: i i got this silly thing about me it depends exactly what spot i'm fishing to the size of the bait i'm using from past experience if if i'm in a spot where i've caught fish before but there hasn't been any um uh any rhyme or reason to their size i'll I'll throw you know small medium to small baits out there and if there's a big one around a big one's going to take that if i'm in a spot where i'm consistently getting on 30 you know 30 pound flatheads again we don't have blues so i'm talking right yeah um that that's where i'll use uh, uh the bigger bait in my bucket i'll use whatever i can get i just went out and did a little bait fishing was it yesterday or the day before i got like 30 like smaller medium-sized bluegill and i was happy to get them i'm going to use them in my big flathead spots or my regular flathead spots and ryan over at setting hooks is saying that uh mondo channels are hitting on bluegills on the fox yeah i noticed that last week when i went live i got a for the Fox River, I got a pretty decent sized couple of channels, one on like a nine inch bluegill. I was surprised for that. Yeah. So elephants eat peanuts and mice eat big wheels of cheese is pretty much how it goes, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah. And and I agree. You can catch a, a big fish on a small piece of bait. But I will say this I more times catch a big fish on a big piece of bait than I do a small piece of bait. And, and, and everybody's caught a bigger, a good fish on a small bait. But. That's I don't find that as consistent, but like I say, I'm mostly targeting the big fish, you know. Right. And, and I'm Tennessee River really should be eating many fish out of that river because it's it's got so much stuff spilled in it over the years uh, that they really don't want you catch catching many catfish and eating them because uh, it's be bad for your health. So you know I'm going to let the fish go that I catch anyway. So I'm always chasing that big fish i just i love that takedown i love that fight and and that river it's just i say i feel at home in that river more than any place i've ever fished in my life and i've fished a lot of places and it's just i don't know it's hard for me to go anywhere else i mean i can get on that river and it's just it's uh so beautiful it's got bald eagles and all different type habitat you see everything from deer to you know to turkeys to ducks to eagles and Man, if you don't catch it, and I've only been skunked on it one time, but if you don't catch a fish that day, man, just the view and just the beauty of it's worth just going down that river. And I never get tired of it. I never get tired of it.
0: I, I understand what you're talking about. I got a few places like that myself. Brian B. says, a fat man eats an appetizer. Why are you talking about me, Brian? <laughs> Why are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that that passion for a place, definitely for a spot. Um, and maybe you just found your retirement spot. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Oh, I can't afford to buy a spot on that river. <laughs>
0: yeah, I hear it's getting really expensive, in Tennessee. But that's that's for another conversation.
1: Yeah. And my wife looked at a spot up there, and we're like, "Well, we might move up here." Nah, that's all right. Not on right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have that many opals saved up.
0: So, so when you're going out during the spawn, are you targeting smaller fish, or are you just staying at home, Darrell?
1: No, I'm going. I'm going. I mean, I uh, I love to fish. I mean, you're gonna, you can still catch them, especially when they're coming off the beds and they're hungry. I mean, because you know those females go in there and they lay the eggs, they come off, and then the males go on. So they're going to be out there. They're just not as plentiful when the spawn's going on as they are uh, after or before the spawn. I mean, and so I'm still chasing. It's just you've got to chase that much harder. You've got to- yourself down you've got to uh and like saturday i couldn't hardly even find them on the graph just to be honest with you but you've got to do a lot more with your electronics during a spawn to try to find that that especially if you're trying to find that juvenile group or everything and uh, and a lot of times when you do get the juvenile group that you can get one of those big ones out there also because like i say when they're going into those those spots when you're finding that group of fish, they're going into those spots where there's a lot better bait uh, chances. And so once one of those big fish do come off or whatever, they're going to come right in there and, and be in there also. So,
0: uh, A lot of times, at least from my experience, if you can get uh, cause a ruckus somewhere, if you're doing really good, whether it's catching you know small to medium-sized fish, the big ones will come by looking to see what's up. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have noticed that in, in my, you know, Minimal experience with really big fish, so yeah, at least for our waterway, yeah,
1: and see, very few times, except for during the spawn, do I really get on numbers of fish either. I mean, if people go, God, you move all the time. Well, if you want to sit there all day in that hole, I'm gonna tell you, if you catch when I'm fishing, especially fishing for the bigger fish, if you catch two out of a spot, that's pretty good. And if you don't get a sh- another fish bite in about 15 minutes, and you can sit there all day if you want to, but Daryl's moving because I'm going to go find that other active fish because there may be more fish in there, but they might not be active. They might be active for three hours, and I don't have three hours to sit there.
0: Exactly, and how many times have you marked fish on your uh, um on your electronics, and they won't bite?
1: Summertime, all the time. Yeah. yeah. So frustrating. Wintertime, not as much. If a lot of times in wintertime, if I can find them on my draft, I can a lot of times throw and catch them, but summertime,
0: oh, no. Yeah, definitely noticing that. You know, I just oh, upgraded great. my electronics on my boat and what a difference. I, I can see those little specks of rice out there. I know that those are gonna be fish. I can yeah. see clouds of bait fish, I can see clouds of crappie and stuff. So what a difference, what a tool. I'm not I don't have I'm not using live scope or anything like that, but you know, the, the UHD that I use from Garmin is definitely definitely opened my eyes to a lot of spots and a lot of play and a yeah and a lot of uh, possibilities. So I'm looking forward to getting that out on the river. And and that stick and move is definitely has something to do, definitely to your advantage as far as finding those fish. I mean, that's one of the reasons I put an anchor winch on my boat, and we talked about this a little bit, which is what I'm waiting on parts. I got my whole deck ripped up, folks. That's how I'm not fishing live tonight. And as soon as I get that part, we'll put it back together. But the whole idea is I won't have to move half of my gear over to get to my anchor and still be anchored off the front of the boat. So hopefully we'll be able to stick and move a little bit. That's kind of my alternative to having. Right. Um, having raptors or <laughs> or whatever they're called the shallow water anchors from enkota someday we'll get there i got i got a buddy uh um uh brandon ishkar he's a tournament guy um does really well he's got a couple of them um shallow water anchors on the back of his sea arc and man yeah i bet you he can stick and move like through no tomorrow and just drop the anchors and go but we're shallow water fishing up here so there's a little difference yeah,
1: they would on my boat. They just go down in the water and be there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So are you are you anchoring up or are you spot locking?
1: I spot lock most of the time. Uh now especially I've I've got lithium batteries on my boat, so when I if it's like thirty thousand or under I can spot lock for, you know, twelve hours on the river, but like Saturday it was running fifty K and I've I pretty much ran the batteries out after about eight hours and then I had to throw, I had to throw a anchor, but most of the time I spot, lock. I've got enough current. Uh, and that's a great thing about spot lock. If you've got enough current and you hit spot lock, it, it's real close to what anchor is mm-hmm. holding, you know, because it's continuously fighting that current. So it's staying on, staying in that area pretty good. It won't vary over a foot. Now, if I'm in water, that's not, um uh, current. The spotlight will move you around move you around I, you know
0: slack water and such um what kind of miles per hour are we looking you you're talking to a newbie when it comes to big river fishing. I'm a small river guy
1: uh it was running probably three to four mile an hour uh down yeah. Saturday. that's why I couldn't fish at the dam i had a I had my plans laid out because we were doing a numbers tournament. And I, of course, I'm not a good numbers guy anyway, but we were going to go up there and what we call free line chicken and catch a bunch of small channels up there at the dam. And then we was going to, then I was going to just go hunt some big fish because I, I like doing that. And I thought, well, we'll catch probably six, 10, 15 blue or uh, channel cats up at the dam. Then we'll run down. Well, it it was running 20,000 at the dam, and then all of a sudden, the good Lord said, well, Darryl Morris, we're going to make you change that, and he let it rain for four days. And it <laughs> started running 56,000 CFM, and there was no free line in any channel cats that day. So it was all just running gun trying to find the fish. And we caught one fish during the tournament and then two afterwards. So it is what it is.
0: you Bob, do any bumping?
1: No, Bob, I, I actually tried to stay out of the area for bumping because Bob was doing Chad's tournament and I was going to do Chad's tournament. And I found out Bob was in, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Because Bob, you know, me and Bob uh, share the same waters. Uh, I was like, I told Bob, I said, you know, go ahead and you take up there and I'm going to go down river and that way I'm not going to, but he's like, no, come fish. I don't care. I was like, no, I said, I don't want to get in there and, you know, take one fish that you might have for your tournament. So I went down and they only caught two fish. So, it was just a rough day on the river.
0: It's, it's that time of the year, right? It's spawn starting for a lot of people, at least for the blues, right? And blues go on spawn before flatheads, correct? Yeah, yeah. I know channel cats are probably about done, if anything, but channel cats will bite during the spawn. During yeah. the spawn, they're a different animals, so. Yeah, they'll bite any
1: time. And that's the thing. I wish we had bigger ones like you guys have up there, but ours. if if we, you catch a 10-pound channel cat down here, you are doing something. That's why yeah. we... That's one reason uh, people go, why do you like ch- uh, bluegill so much? I don't have channel cl- cats messing with my bluegill as nearly as bad as if I fish with skipjack. Skipjack, they will just drive. Cheer it
0: up. And channel cats leech any bluegill you throw at them, especially if it's cut. If it's cut, you're pretty much guaranteed. If there's not a big flat end in the area, you're going to get on some channel cats. A little bit stuff here. It's different. Even live, you know, my bait, my like, if I could have the bait of choice here, it would be live shad. And you know how hard that is to keep alive.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't have a size enough boat to have one of them big tanks on there or anything, but Be the like, few times uh, I've been able to use it, it's opened my eyes to it. But other than that, bluegill, live bluegill, they stay on the hook well, they'll, they'll stay alive. Yeah. Bullheads are great bait, too, for me, but they don't work well for channel cats. So,
1: Yeah. Well, I'm horrible at catching skip, Jack. That's probably another little bit of reason why I I've got a place I can go catch me. I can go up and catch me about fifteen or twenty bluegill in about an hour and then I'm going I'm going fishing, you know.
0: So yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, Daryl, I want to thank you very much. I'm gonna have you back on the show if you'll come back on. We got plenty more to talk to, I could talk about, I can tell. Yeah.
1: Anytime you want, I'd say I'm just me, I'm plain old Daryl Morris and no different from anybody else, and just love fishing. So
0: Amen. That's probably Part of your charm, and there definitely is some. So if you're listening on a podcast, make sure you go onto YouTube. Check out Trophy Seekers Outdoors. I will have the link in the description. Uh, reminder, we got the Ladies Catfish Tournament on Fields to Water. We got the Anglerholics, um, Anglerholics Outdoor. Uh, fishing and outdoor adventures their tournaments friday saturday night check out their channel good stuff they're raising money for uh to help some people out in the catfish community uh on hog legs catfishing we got uh (laughs) susquehanna stand versus pork chop there i don't even want to tell you what the bet is on that daryl it makes me feel kind of
1: let's just don't even go there because i
0: know we're not gonna go there they have an interesting bet to say the least so
1: them old boys, they ain't no tell what they're betting. They may be betting mountain oysters for all I know.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, don't get, don't get let's not get started with calf fries. Me and Kenny have been talking about that for days now, so I'm not a fan. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you. Hello to everybody that I missed, or if you came in late, you guys are awesome. Um, have a great one. God bless, and and again, hope everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend and you honored uh, uh, the people that that died for us and and your family as well. So God bless. Well,